As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. And we told you about, oh, six weeks ago, there's probably a 12-team playoff coming. If you didn't believe us then, I think you believe us now. Because the, the working group that is made up of conference commissioners and, and Jack Swarbrick from Notre Dame came out with its proposal of a 12-team playoff with, with some interesting little nuggets added in to kind of satisfy the needs of, of every league. I don't think they satisfied the needs of the fans. I don't think they really cared about the fans as they were making this, but they did satisfy the leagues. And I think that was pretty, pretty masterful. Actually, I have one major complaint, which we'll get to, but first I want to bring on Max Olson because Max, you've spent Thursday pouring through the previous 10 seasons to try to figure out what the heck this would have looked like. And Oh my God, it would have been awesome. I'm, yeah, it, 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 you know, I know you had fun in April, Andy, of kind of playing this game of, well, here's the different models. Let's slap these on different years and kind of see what it looks like. And now that we've got one and, and honestly got a very, very specific one of exactly how they would pick the teams, you know, we're not really doing any guessing here of what these past top 12s would have looked like. So, uh, yeah, I went through it and, uh, you know, guess what? Bunch of SEC teams ended up making it. You, you don't say, Max. You don't say. Yeah. Well, let, before we get into exactly what these things would have looked like, mm-hmm. let's talk about how they did this and whose interests got served when and where. Because they did some things and compromised on some things that I wasn't sure we'd ever see this bunch do. So, and, and I'm coming off a conference call right now where I got very salty with them about the idea of playing quarterfinals, semifinals, and the championship game at neutral sites. I think I think the bowl system needs to be removed entirely from this, except make the Rose Bowl the national championship game. That's not going to happen, but at least the quarterfinals need to be on campus. I, I did think it was surprising to hear you sh- scream, hold me back on this phone call. Yeah. <laughs> I basically did. Uh, look, for those who, who have not heard a recording of it, Bob, I, I, had, I was asking about, you know, why can't you have a, a, a game on campus on January 1st? Doesn't that also help you own January 1st? And, and Bob Bowlesby from the Big 12 says, well, who, how do you get tickets for the visitors? And I go, you don't. Like, that's the whole point. 
You don't. The home team's supposed to have an advantage. You know, it would be nice if the FCS would at least try this and give us some data oh, on whether wait. it even works. Oh, wait, they do that, don't they? Yeah, they do. They don't but play at a neutral site until the, the championship. Special interest, baby. You got to support the Bulls. You know, whatever you do. And, and look, I, it, and I'm not cynical about this. I, I like the model. I'm happy about how this turned out. And we can walk through all the different uh, potential yeah, formats of this and, and sort of nitpick I, them. Like, this is fine. I, I, I'm only yelling about this. Yeah. I just want it on campus because it's better. Like, I want better games, and on-campus games are better than games played in a giant Hershey well, Kiss let's take it a step in Glendale, further, Arizona. Because this is something that they, I mean, they just straight up knocked this possibility on the phone call. I want to see a snow game. What's so wrong Hell with yeah! that? yeah! You know? And you're, go- and you're probably and look, going if to. That, if that, you know, uh, really pisses off Nick Saban or somebody and prevents them from winning a national title, like, I get that. I get the downside. Well, but I would what- love to see it. That's what Bob Bowles was like. I'm not sure you want to play a game in East Lansing. All right. I think he said, I'm not sure anyone wants to play a game in East Lansing on January 7th. You know who does? Disagree. Michigan State. Yeah. If they're playing LSU, they would yeah. love to. I mean, there's a. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't. I, I get the, the fear of that. And look, like you. Part of the fundamental like debate on all this is you can't. You don't want to go too far in one direction that. Um, we actually sort of like mess up the selecting of the champion a little bit too much, right? Like I kind of right. get there's a balance to that. But, that but this, this, the, the home sites thing would help make it more of an accurate selection. Right. Because the better your season, the better your chance of playing at home, you know, the more you accomplish, the better your chance of playing at home, the environment would be electric yeah. for everyone. And the way games. this is set up, the top four, you know, don't have to host a home game. Well, I'm sure some of them would love to. Exactly. So, but let's let's get to the format itself because I, okay. I do think that they did a really good job with this. So I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm just here to bash Greg Sankey and Bob Bowlesby and Craig Thompson and, and Jack Swarbrick because I think they did a a really good job with the formatting part of it with something I never even thought about until somebody texted me about it like three months ago and I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it turns out they were trying to tip me off. Um, but But so... You've got 12 teams. The first four have buys. Your, your one through four seats have buys. So we'll, we'll, let's, let's talk about whose interests are being served each, each spot. We'll start with the first four. The top four seeds must be conference champions. That is something that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12 have argued for basically since before the four-team playoff was created, mm-hmm. that, that, that conference champions should have most favored nation status. Yep. And the SEC's and, and been And we've like, got oh, here no. because the committee didn't respect that in the past. Correct. So they are served. That also, and, and I commend Jack Swarbrick for this, Notre Dame gets the shaft there. Yeah. But Jack, very and smart BYU. guy, sees that Notre Dame has a wider path into the playoff, even if it means playing an extra game. It, it, it's a, I think it's a really interesting debate, and I'm sure people around there are going to have it for the next few years here as we ramp up to this, is, Andy, what is a more favorable path? Is it um, A, just, I mean, ultimately make the top 10, because if Notre Dame mm-hmm. makes the top 10, they're going to pretty much they're always in. be in yeah. this thing. Or B play for a conference title and either a win the conference title and definitely be in the top four or b lose the conference title game still have a decent shot of making it in 
Well, that and that's the thing Notre Dame's going to have to to sort of just weigh out as this goes forward, because it may be that, that Notre Dame could make it every year as a member of the ACC. I think it's harder, but but Notre Dame is is trading because remember Notre Dame made it last year because they were playing in an ACC schedule mm-hmm. and because they played in the ACC championship game that they would not have made it in a normal year if they weren't undefeated. Right. Notre Dame is trading now must be undefeated to make the playoff for you don't get a buy, but you don't have to be undefeated anymore. Well, and, and, you know, I, I suppose in, in sort of working through all the options, um, clearly, I mean, look, Jack Swarbrick had one of the four seats at the table, so he was willing to make this concession. Maybe he sees the, the, the path is fine either way, or maybe he sees there are other aspects of this that are benefit them more than, you know, and, and, and you give this up in return. So let's let's get into the bigger existential push pull, which I feel like they came up with a pretty elegant solution for. So, at issue was automatic bids. Yep. If you're the Pac-12, we all spent a lot of time over the years talking about automatic bids. Yep. Didn't happen. Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10, all of the Group of Five. Mm-hmm. If you're any of these leagues, and probably the ACC too, if you're any of these leagues, automatic bids should matter to you given what we've seen. The SEC, on the other hand, would like as many at-large bids as possible because they have had the most success getting getting more in, mm-hmm. whether it's the BCS or, or the, the 14 playoff. So I thought Greg Sankey put it really well going into all of this. The SEC was not going to be okay with anything that left fewer at-larges than there were now. And there are four at-larges now. Right. So eight was not going to happen unless no. it was best eight. Yep. And that's, we were all hung up on eight. These guys were, were, were thinking three levels beyond us mm-hmm. because why eight? And then the other solution to this is there are auto bids. And I, but I wondered, how are you going to differentiate the Power Five from the Group of Five? I, I think top, top six champs is kind of a brilliant way to fix this. It right? is. And, and, and they, could, they probably could have done the Power Five champs get in because they have what's called the Autonomy Five in yeah. the NCAA governance structure. There, there is, you know, that has been codified. So you could say Autonomy Five champs get in, and I don't think the group of five would have said boo they would have taken their one spot mm-hmm. but now it's possible for a power five champ to get left out and a group of five a second group of five champ to get in well it was, which would I mean, have happened last year what happened last year and, and there's another um great example of that when i went back and looked through it you look at 2012 when ohio state has the postseason ban and eight and six wisconsin destroys nebraska in the big 10 title game um, Wisconsin's not making that playoff. And, and because of that, uh, you create a spot for both Northern Illinois and Boise state to make the playoff instead of an undeserving, you know, power five champ. I think that's the right call in, in most of these years. This, this is interesting because especially you mentioned that. So that, that would have been a max school making the playoff last year would have been a Sunbelt school making the playoff. Yeah. Conference USA is the only one that wouldn't have made the playoff. In, in this, in the last yep. 10 years, yep, you're right. if, this, if this had been in place. And the idea is more participation. And I know we're going to herder, participation trophies, blah, 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 blah. No, no. 
Wait, was UCF in USA when they would have made it? First time? Possibly. No, I mean, no they were in the Big East when okay. they were All right. in, in Got 13. It. Got it. So, but so the, the, the participation trophy people are going to scream about this, but the, they use the word participation, which I think is, is a word they probably shouldn't use just because mm-hmm. it's, it's a fairly loaded word right now. But the idea is to be, to have more representation in the playoff so that more constituencies are engaged. Yep. Because those people, they're, they're, wa- they're watching more games. They're pushing up the ratings. They're pushing up the ad rates. They're pushing up, uh, you know, they're going to more games potentially. They're spending more on t-shirts. And so all of that stuff matters. And that's one, that's what they did this for. They, they took a look and this all started after the Alabama Clemson national title game. That's when they really started looking at this hard and said, it's funny that I have, to, I have to add which one, right? Because right. The, the one in Santa Clara, the Clemson won by a lot. <laughs> right. That one. Right. So, yeah. so they were, they, they're looking at this and, and correctly saw they're losing wide swaths of the country here. They're losing entire leagues in mid October. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You want them engaged through December. Well, now, I mean, everybody in the top 25, in November has a chance to make the playoff. Like in the, at the beginning of November, everybody in the top 25 probably has a chance to make the playoff still. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, so I, you know, in going through the study of, of looking at 2011 through 2020, uh, the thing that stood out to me, look, did, did Alabama and Clemson um, and Oklahoma and Ohio state make it a lot? Yeah, absolutely. But bottom line, the, 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 and, and I know that, uh, this working group that we that we heard from today, I know they've mapped this out because they they cited statistics from what the last five years look like. But if you look at a ten year period, um, it's it's not just the powerhouse getting in. There's a total of forty four programs that get into the playoff at least one time. And and you I may t- say, well, that's you know that's probably t- too much that it, it still should be the top 10, 12, whatever winning titles, and and they probably still will. But Andy, I would argue that. To be able to say we made the playoff, I think is going to just do way more for your program in terms of rep and recruiting and fundraising and all of that than to say, oh, we went to a New Year's Six Bowl and and you know got our asses beat. Like that doesn't really do a whole well, lot and, much and, for and you. Let's, let's, and, and, let's, and I think that's so important just for the parity of the sport for more people yeah. that are trying to catch up to the top to be able to have this access and enjoy all the benefits of making a playoff. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, and let's talk about because because I think the, the the programs you're talking about 
are power five programs that right now are never making a 14 playoff. No, they're just not going to, even if they get good, they're not going to even at 11 and one, they're not getting through probably. Yeah. So listen to who's, who, who would have made it between 2010 and 2020 Arkansas, Missouri. Now Missouri was in the big 12 in 2010. Who knows if Missouri stays in the big 12, if they're a playoff, I don't, I don't know. Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, Kansas State, Stanford. You know, you know Michigan State has made a, made a playoff. Uh, Florida State has made a playoff, but they make it more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU, North Carolina. Like, Penn State's this is making interesting. it way more often. Yeah, I mean, Colorado makes it one year. Arizona makes it one year. Like, it's, yeah. it, it's a legitimate chance to reward that one great season that – you know, so far is is just rewarded by, you know, a, a potentially a big New Year's Six Bowl win. And I'm not trying to diminish those, but I think it does way more. And then if you look at this this 10 year period, obviously the access piece of it that's so important, I think you would you you know, based on the 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 rules they set out, um, a group of five team would make it uh, nine group of five teams would make it over a 10 year period. And and part of that is because Notre Dame would would also make it four times. But um, you know, I, I think that and, and certainly there are cases where it's UCF or Houston or, or, you know, Coastal this year, Memphis last year, where you're saying these are pretty good teams that just deserve a shot to try and win a game. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I just think you've got so many more people engaged and interested at this point. And look, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't think the 14 playoff would cause as many unintended consequences as it did. And maybe this is going to cause some unintended consequences, but you, you look at what has happened in the game. You look at the opt outs from bowl games and you're having opt outs from new Year's six bowl games. I'm not sure anybody's going to opt out of a playoff game. No, maybe someone will eventually, but that seems like a, a, a much lower likelihood than a cotton bowl or a peach bowl that, that has no stakes. Yeah, I mean, how, <laughs> I mean, great example last year. Like, if 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 Florida's playing, you know, Iowa State in in a first round of a playoff, I, you would think we're going to see a very different Florida team than the one that showed up, you know, to play Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl and and acted like their season was already over. So I I, I definitely think that, um, you know, it's gonna, is <laughs> I think that is going to make a difference. And um, you know, look, the the truth is obviously, and as you talk through all the models. There's going to be some years, Andy, where we say, yeah, we didn't need 12 this year, right? That's just going to happen. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And But is that really were... something to get that upset about? Because those no, teams cause... are still going to get, you would think, knocked out in the first round and you end up with the playoff you would have got anyway. Well, and, and they're going to, I mean, there have been years where you say you don't need four. And that's okay, too. What I want are some good games that get you there. Yeah. There may be a team, this may happen a lot. It, it happens a lot now. There may be a team that is head and shoulders better than everybody else, and they win the national title. I want good games, though. You mm-hmm. know, look, Baylor was head and shoulders above everybody else in basketball this year. <laughs> we didn't know it until they played Gonzaga, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean there weren't great games in the NCAA tournament along the way. Yeah. So I want to see the in those first round games that are taking place on campus. I want to see those 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 games seem pretty awesome. Now. Last year, it's hard to believe if you said Indiana A&M is a playoff game <laughs> at Kyle Field. Iowa State at Florida and Gainesville is a playoff game. 
Georgia going to Nippert. Going to Nippert. Would have been a playoff Look, game. And we know that was an excellent, super close, well-matched game. And I, and honestly, I think the way that would have set up last year, I'm not saying Coastal would have beat Notre Dame, but I, I actually do think all four of those first-round games, Coastal, Notre Dame, Indiana A&M, Iowa State, Florida, Georgia, Cincinnati, like I think those are all pretty compelling games. I'm not saying it totally changes how the, the postseason goes, but I, I, I'd be a lot more interested in those than than some of the New York Six games we got. Well, and the other the other thing about it is, Okay, let's hypothetically, if Georgia beats Cincinnati, Georgia's playing Alabama in New Orleans or Atlanta or somewhere, but you know, according to their Bell model, it should be in Tuscaloosa. But with JT Daniels, mm-hmm. is that a different game? I don't know. But yeah, I'd like to see it. That's that's another expanding it also puts on the table more possibilities of rematches. And I can see why some people would be bothered by that, but we've also seen a lot of years. And, you know, obviously the famous example is, is um, you know, LSU and Alabama playing again. But there's there's obviously going to be some times when that second matchup is pretty awesome. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause sometimes teams change throughout the year. And sometimes it's yeah. it's a different game. I just, it's interesting because I have always thought, you know, eight would be a good number. I wouldn't want to see him go past eight. But I do feel like I want to give him credit here. For thinking about the regular season in, in several different ways. The conference, if you're an SEC person, you, you may be saying that conference champion only top four makes you mad because your team might wind up being the third best team in the country, but doesn't win the SEC title because that's the, the best team in the country. And, and you've got to play an extra game. You, you, by the way, let me just let me cut you out there. So the last 10 years, okay, let me read off to you what yeah, the five seeds are, okay? It because again, this is because of the at large rule they set that that no at larges can be in the top four. And I'm not saying I agree with that rule, but I'm just going by it. Okay, Notre Dame, Georgia, Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, Iowa, Baylor, Alabama, Notre Dame, Alabama. So it's these years where Alabama hasn't won their league but is still making the playoff. This is this is kind of fixing that a little bit where they have to go through it without the buy and and prove even though they didn't win the conference that. Uh, you know, they're the best team out there. I like that. Well, and, and also it, it adds a little bit of chaos to it where they could come in against a team that had a buy and just wreck them. <laughs> like it's, it's possible. And, but, but what that also does, cause I remember I went on Feinbaum after Stuart Mandel and I wrote the story in late April that, that they were probably looking at 12 and Paul asked me, what about the SEC championship game? What about the stakes of the SEC championship game? Well, now you've got stakes because if you lose the SEC championship game, you cannot have a bye. Right. And you may be getting knocked out of hosting, but you can't have a bye. Well, and I, okay, Andy, put yourself in Greg Sankey's shoes. This setup, doesn't this kind of give you everything you want and none of the things you don't want? I feel like it does because, uh, listen, I know how they think in the SEC office, and I know how they think in these SEC programs. They're looking at this and going, we can get seven teams in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not going to happen probably that much. But there there are years where they could get five. So so over a 10-year period here, going through this and and following their rules, um, I came out to 32 SEC bids in in, over 10 years. I'm sure Greg Sankey says 3.2. We could beat that most years because of the quality team. And because, there's absolutely a year like 2012 is probably going to happen a decently often where you've got Alabama, 
Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Johnny Manziel's Texas A&M all in the uh, field there. That, that's the year that just would fascinate me because that A&M team probably was the scariest team in the country at the end of the season. It had sure. lost to LSU in Florida. It had beaten Alabama, though. And and Georgia was really good coming off that loss to Alabama. That would have been Dude, amazing. Dude, and the way that sets up, so A&M would have to go through Oregon, which was, you know, obviously a good Oregon team back then. But, you know, from there they'd play, you know, Kansas State and then potentially, um, you know, potentially take on, you know, take on Bama or, 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 you know, one of these, I mean, they, they could have made a run. And, and I, I don't think like, there's going to be years, I think when we'll have like, you, you heard today, like the commissioners mentioned that like, it's just not going to happen very often that a team that isn't a top four seed wins it. I, I, is that, I disagree. Gonna, is that worth being upset about? I just, I kind of disagree. Like, I think the way this sets up, especially when we're going to slot good teams in the five spot, cause they didn't win their conference. Like I think there's a decent chance we're going to see some five and six seeds or even lower potentially make a run. I know nobody wants to hear the NFL comparison, but the team that had to play an extra game and had to go on the road the entire time went, just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. We, we've seen that happen. I mean, the Bucks had to go to Lambeau Field in the winter where Bob Bowlesby says it's impossible to play. Yeah. We're human. Be- it's not fit for humans to, to be there. And they played a football game and the team from the South won. So it's true. It, it, it's it's doable. Wait, they they and allow winter games in in on fields and other. I mean, I, I, they do. It's amazing. That's wild. It's, it's crazy, and, and they don't worry about how many tickets the visiting team gets. They just tell them, you know, good luck. I I want some snow games, man. I I, I just I, I don't think that's too much. I, now I know I'm based out of Lincoln, Nebraska here, so I'm biased. And and you being down in Gainesville, if you're not rooting for that, covering one of those, I, I understand, but. Oh, uh, no, I, I am 100% rooting for it. Good. I love good. anything that causes chaos and anything that looks cool on my TV. So I want all of that. And <laughs> yeah, I, I hate snow, hate cold, but I'd, I'd sign up for that. Do, do you think, Andy, the way this sets up, like, do you think the SEC, again, like, I, I don't see what there is for that. Like, I, I don't really see, let me, let me back up. Because this was asked on the call, and I think it's it's an astute question. I think Heather Dinich asked it. Like, honestly, what hurdles exist still at this point? Is, don't you think this thing is just going to pass right through? Yes. I, I, now, there's I, details I to be discussed, obviously, but I do wonder about the home game quarterfinals and bowls thing. I, I have a sense that they have to appease the bowls for what's left of. The, con- the current contract. Mm-hmm. Remember, they have a, they're on a 12-year contract. And they're going to they're gonna start this new thing probably with the 2023 season. And they, I think they probably have to incorporate those bulls one way or the other because everybody has to agree if you're going to rip up the existing contract. So you either write them checks, and I'm not sure there's a check they'd take because they want to be part of it. Right, right. And then you kind of figure it out. So... But I think that's the only thing that's going to be a stick that, that might be a potential sticking point that, that somebody may say, well, why don't we put them on campus? There, there will be more public pressure about that. Everybody else seems to be on board with the format, uh, you know, other than the, the, the people who don't want the playoff to expand and never wanted the playoff in the first place. They're going to yell about it. They hate it. But if you read our reader survey, like that is a very small group of people. They're really loud on social media, but that's, they're minuscule in terms of of number 
no, it's a, it's a good point, and and certainly I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how this access sort of uh, changes some of the kind of narratives around conferences too. Andy, it would have been beautiful to see uh, the last hurrah of Larry Scott is that Coastal Carolina bumps out Oregon for a spot in the playoff. That would have been sort of a fitting farewell. <sighs> but you you go through the ten years of this, uh, and I add it up here: thirty two spots for the SEC, twenty three for the Big Ten, seventeen for the Pac twelve. Um, and, and uh, 16 for the Big 12, 14 for the ACC, and I'm including That's last the year's Notre Dame spot. Right. The ACC is the only one other than the SEC that has made it every year in the existing playoffs. So I think the assumption would be, well, the ACC's done great. This has been fantastic. You would think, well, they always got Florida State or Clemson over these 10 years. But <laughs> Well, they, yeah, one Florida State and the rest Clemson. Correct, correct. So 14 for ACC, nine for Group of Five, and then three for uh, – you know, Notre Dame, the independent, you know, not counting yeah. last year, obviously. So, you know, I, I think that you look at those numbers and like, I kind of think all those commissioners probably would say, hmm, I can live with that. You know, that's better I, than what right. we got, you know? Well, and I thought, I thought Bob Bowlesby put it well when he said some of us didn't realize how hard it would be to be on the outside looking in when they created them. And, and I, now a lot of these folks were not there for the creation of the playoff. Or weren't, mm-hmm. Like Greg Sankey was, was, an associate commissioner of the SEC, but Mike Slive was the commissioner. Uh, Bowlesby was brand new when all this stuff was happening. Chuck Ninus had handled a lot of a lot of the details of this, and so I'm not sure they, you know, the current group got much say in how this was going to work, mm-hmm. and then had to deal with it. <laughs> and so, if you're Bob Bowlesby, and that first year you think you might get two in, and all of a sudden you're getting zero in. That's pretty rough. And then and and that stuff like just directly affects the way that those guys are perceived and, and how they do their jobs. And we saw that in the Pac twelve, obviously. And and right. it I, I think <laughs> I think it's gonna save, you know, a lot of headaches for people. And and look, I also don't think that at the end of the day, you know, there's gonna be some years when it's a pretty stacked twelve, and that's gonna be awesome. But I also don't think we're gonna spend that much time fretting about, oh, that is really a bummer that 13 got left out. Oh, However, oh, oh, one of example of that we will. would be <laughs> of course we will. The one the one I would say the one like outlier there is 2019 Alabama would not have made it. Interesting. That is very interesting. Well, Probably could have won it. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that cuz two is hurt, but we right. saw what Mac Jones ended up being. So, they would have missed it. They would have been mad and Alabama would have made it. 2019 Alabama of the other played years. played in the Citrus Bowl, so it's you know, it's not really Sure. That that's not a team you expect competing for the national championship. So sure. sure. But but you're right. It, it is. There will always be arguments. There will always be somebody mad. That's that's a feature of college football. That's not a bug. That's so we, we're going to argue. We're still going to second guess the committee on how they pick the six at larges and all that. Of course. Yeah, and and I'm fine with that. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. The only thing I would prefer is more games on campus. Like I could even live if you want to keep the semis in bowls. Because here, okay, here's here's how you could do it. Now, my my perfect world, the perfect world, is first round quarters semis on campus. The Rose Bowl is the national championship game mm. every single year. It becomes your Omaha, or yeah. I guess in in one double or in uh, FCS your Frisco. Frisco. Yeah. So yeah. But but you do that. I don't think they would do that. And here's why. Because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 run the Rose Bowl. The SEC and the Big 12 run the Sugar Bowl. And 
the ACC is partners with the Orange Bowl. So my guess is they would protect those bulls as much as they could. So how about let's do this? On campus, first round in quarters, New Orleans and and South Florida are your permanent semifinal spots because those are both destinations, both places lots of people want to go at that time of year. And then the Rose Bowl is your national championship game. So so short straw goes to Dallas, I guess, in that setup, and Dallas, Atlanta, and and Phoenix, and Atlanta. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which look, I mean, you got convention business, you got everything else. (laughs) I it's it's not that bad. I I don't I don't know about how you know maybe I'm sure they will try and find some way to keep rotating the semis, but I'm I'm good with that plan. Yeah, I'm good with that for the quarters. I I think that would be fine, and that keeps your business interests alive because that's that's the thing like the bull stuff is cronyism until you get up to the orange the sugar and the rose where it's not cronyism it is actually a business interest of the league Mm -hmm. it is a a a revenue generator for the league so that's that's the part where i don't mind them protecting that i when but when they're protecting the peach bowl or the cotton bowl or the fiesta bowl that's not in their best interest. They're not protecting their own best interest. They're protecting their cronies. So don't do that. Right. And and I, you know, ha- having gone, you know, with you to, you know, the Bay Area for for that national title game, and <sighs> you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm not knocking that place in general. I'm just saying, beautiful place. Was, wasn't Doesn't a great need to be the host national of the title national title, title game, game in college football. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's lessons to be learned from that to just say, hey, you know, yeah, it's it. The, a lot of people are going to cry that you're, you know, destroying traditions and stuff. But I mean, shoot, I, when is this I think sport people would love really to, cared about tradition. If we if we were going to, you know, would love you know to make a great pilgrimage to the Rose Bowl if they made it to yeah. the end. I, I absolutely yeah. agree. You know, it was a great tradition. Oklahoma and Nebraska playing every year. That tradition went away. You know, it was a great tradition. West Virginia and Pittsburgh playing every year. That tradition went away. Auburn and Florida played every year. That was a great tradition. They didn't even change leagues, and that tradition went away. Like, I think Texas used to play AM. That was good too, once or twice. Yeah, yeah I, I think it might have been near a holiday. I'm sure I mean, that'll I can't come back yeah. soon. Soon, pretty soon. So, stop saying you care about tradition. We know you don't. Do the thing that will give us more interesting games that are better to watch on television and easier for people to get to. Like, use common sense and make more money in the process. Oh, there's going to be a lot more money. <laughs> that part of that, we don't even have to really sort of like delve into that in the pocket. They're good. They'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, look, if you'd asked me a year ago, hey, what do you think about that 12-team playoff that's coming? I'm like, first of all, you're nuts. That There's no 12-team <laughs> playoff coming. That's not going to happen. And then I'm like, no, it's supposed to be eight. But now I'm good with this. I I, I will say, as as much as I have criticized those guys for the the bowl site thing, they got the other part of it. I think right in a way that we weren't even considering, and I, I think that's pretty good. I think Bob Bowlesby and and Greg Sankey. I'm pretty sure what they would tell you is if that's the thing that we made you mad about, then we did a pretty good job. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, it, especially having dealt with these folks over the years. And seeing what they wind up arguing about, the the rabbit holes they go down right. in these arguments, where where they then can't come to a consensus, the, the precedence they, they get stuck in, and all that, right. yeah, of course, right? They can't come to a compromise. They did a great job coming to compromises here. 
they really did serve all of the different leagues' interests. Uh, the 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 top six conference champion auto bid. I'm telling you that that was a stroke of genius. Whichever one of those folks came up with that one, gold star. Give yourself a bonus. Uh, get John Junker to take you to a strip club, and you know it, it's you deserve <laughs> to be rewarded. I, like I, it, yeah. it was really smart. I I want to ask you this because I know that you. Well, you, you love to tangle with people on Twitter. Let's just call it what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to stop. Certainly, like, over the past few years, like, if if any of us tweets out, like, hey, here's what the 18 playoff would have been this year if they had one, right? You get hit with a flood of people being like, shut up. That's stupid. Don't talk about that. That eight would be worse, right? So, like, how do you think – and I'm not saying we have to sort of, like, concern ourselves too much with the, the, the trolls, but do you think the response from fans overall – uh, just setting aside the site topic, but do you think the the response from fans overall to twelve is going to be, yeah, it's actually pretty awesome, or do you think there is going to still be that faction? And you did the survey, so you kind of had the numbers, but is is there going to still be that faction that was like, this was always stupid? I never liked oh, this. Yeah. It always should have been yeah, that, four the, or less. The thirteen percent or whatever it was is going to feel that way. Yeah, but the vast majority just want to see better games, and you know, I, I don't blame them. I just think. It's that's the whole point of this better games, higher stakes, more interesting, everything. So I think, I think that's what we we've got to go with here. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see this. I really can't, you know, I, I, my one quibble is, is the quarters being at bowls and, and I'm hoping they fix that before they approve it. I don't think they will, but I hope they do. But I think we're going to get good games out of this. I know. That's and that's all I want. What if we had a really badass playoff and a college football video game in the same year? <laughs> oh, by the way, the players can also make money from whoever wants to pay them. <laughs> wow. You know, you talk to coaches and they say the future is very, very scary, but I think this all sounds pretty good. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Can't wait. Let's go. Thank you, Max. Thanks, man.